Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode aired on my YouTube channel on the 24th of May 2021, and it's with Mad Nomad, Elias Vrohides. Elias has a very unique way of exploring. He has been traveling on the road on a motorcycle. I discussed with him why it was essential for him to explore in this way. I also spoke to him about some of his future goals. Elias, I want to thank you very much for coming on today. How are you? Thank you for the invitation. I am fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Whereabouts in the world are you? Greece right now in uh, my homeland. Just explain to people who you are in a brief description. Mad Nomad, they call me. Uh, I, have, I love traveling, so uh, I spend a few years traveling around the world on my motorbike, usually. My profession, the last years, I is I'm a skipper on sailboats. And uh, I have studied uh, computers, informatics, but I don't do that anymore. We'll come on to your motorcycle journeys shortly, but I always like to take it back and find out where the initial love for adventure travel came for individuals. So for yourself, where did it all begin? Myself, uh, I loved uh, traveling and exploring the world. I always wanted to explore the world in my own way, on my own vehicle, uh, independently, and uh, in an adventurous way. So when I was uh, 16 or 18, uh, these dreams, uh, I started working on these dreams of mine. Uh, And then um, I I had uh, nothing to do with motorbikes, at that time, I wanted to travel on a 4x4. Then I realized it is uh, actually too expensive. And then uh, then I thought, maybe I should uh, give a motorcycle a go. From an early age, so in your mid-16, mm-hmm. you know, 16, teenage years, uh, did, you, did you go away with family at all? Because being from Greece, uh, what was your family situation like? Mm-hmm. And your education, what, what did you study in school? I studied in uh, university informatics. And uh, actually, I worked uh, several years on, on that sector. But then I realized that it's not for me. I don't want to spend my life in front of a screen. So I decided to never do that again. My family situation is, we are quite a big family for at least, yeah, for European standards, I guess. Uh, We are four siblings. And um, um, we were traveling actually a lot as a family, but always in Greece or not out of Greece. Uh, But every summer we were traveling and wild camping around Greece. Uh, That's how we were enjoying uh, our vacations. So we were always close to the nature and 
I, I loved that. I always loved that. Has to be reasons behind doing an adventure or or traveling. So, you know, everyone everyone can say they're a traveler, but mm-hmm. there has to be a reason behind it. So for yourself, I mean the ambition of riding a motorcycle. Where did that all begin for you? And why was it important for you to start traveling around the world on a motorcycle? The most important for me was to travel the world. Uh, the means of transport was secondary. But for sure, I wanted to have my, my own means of transport because I wanted to be independent and free to go wherever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And uh, since I love nature, I wanted to go in remote places uh, where public transport cannot take you. So, uh, okay, my my initial idea was to travel on a 4x4, but then, yeah, I realized I, I cannot do that when I am 20 because I had to save a lot of money to travel on a 4x4. So I started... Uh, researching a bit about motorcycling motorcycling and to see if it is actually so dangerous as as they say and what can i do to reduce this danger for example i can wear a helmet but not only that i can wear a whole uh, riding uh, costume and something else very very important is to ride slowly so i have time not only to correct my own mistakes but most importantly to correct the mistakes of other drivers when you ride slowly you have this luxury of time um so then okay i i realized i can that i can do it on a motorcycle it was much cheaper uh, a motorcycle is much more simple and that's very important because i repair my motorcycle by myself i cannot uh, i mean i cannot find mechanics in the middle of nowhere so i had to learn everything and uh, i had to to be self sufficient and that's why uh, i think a motorcycle is the best way for me to enjoy these trips where was the first initial uh, adventure where did it all where, where did you first go because i've read mm-hmm. that you've done you know a lot of countries where did mm-hmm. it all first begin with you then with the with the journey when i was 23 uh that was back in 2007 i had uh, i hit the road to asia so the plan was to travel 14 asian countries well no actually the plan was to travel four countries Turkey, Iran, Pakistan, and India. Uh, but instead uh, of four countries, I, I visited 14 countries. And instead of uh, the initial 10 months I was planning on the road, I spent 27 months <laughs> on the road. The places that you went to, was it all around the countries? And how long, it was, how long was it for? That's a good question because most people... Uh, Actually, especially when they travel on their own vehicle, they rush through countries and they just cross countries. Yeah. I don't like that, actually. So um, I like visiting every interesting corner of a country 
and spending a lot of time in each country, not in one place. I mean, I go all around. If you see the map of my route, uh, it's a mess <laughs> uh, because I do a lot of the tours uh, and I it's zigzagging and circles on on in the country. So in an average-sized uh, country, I spend about a month at least. If it is a big country, maybe three months. If it is huge like India, I've spent eight months in India and I covered 26,000 kilometers in India alone. <laughs> so I've seen almost every state. I, I should say every state that was safe and possible back then. And uh, that's that's my way of traveling. I like to visit every interesting corner of a country. Quite incredible to be honest with you. I mean, I've met people who have gone on, you know, I've spoken to people on my show actually travel from China to London on a bike sailing. You know, I had a, a Guinness World Record holder for riding a motorcycle oh. from, yeah, Ryan Pyle. He, he was on my show and he, he rode from the nice. top of China. He holds the Guinness World Record. I'm not too sure whether he still holds it or not, but I know he did at the time. When you go to, like, for example, India, obviously India is a big country. When you see those places that not many tourists will ever do. And you mentioned something I, I was going to touch on. You said, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, is it people have a fear of a place, don't they? When they think, oh, I can't go there. My safety could be in, you know, I, I could be in danger. But when you go mm-hmm. on your own on a motorcycle, you know, does that element of fear ever come into your head? Or do you think this is like any other journey You just have to think to yourself, right, okay, I'm going to go through, experience it and take it in and then every step at a time. Now, how how important is that when you document that and tell people this? That's one of the things I, I, one of the stereotypes I try to break through my presentations and books and uh, whatever. Um, People usually fear the unknown. And that's absolutely normal. Uh, Personally, I have no fears about the world. I mean, when I travel, no, I never felt any fear. Uh, And I think that my life was never in danger. But okay, then I should say that uh, when I was in high school already, I decided to stop watching television. And that was one of the best decisions I ever took. Happily, I did that at a very young age. And that means that, okay, I had no fear in my soul for for people. I mean, for uh, Iranians or Pakistanis or whatever, because, okay, I don't watch uh, the terrible news in the television, which are actually not even half percent of the reality. Unfortunately, in the news, they saw only the bad news, because that's what is attractive. Um, So I was, as you said, I was traveling day by day. And uh, if I was feeling, uh, okay, of course, I've been in places where, or I've been close to places where there was a war. I didn't go there, obviously. I mean, you cannot even, you are not even allowed to go. So, 
of course, uh, you need to apply some common sense. And then um, you don't need to exaggerate and afraid everything, I think. I, I was never in danger. And uh, of course, I had a lot of difficult moments. Uh, I was robbed, but not violently. I guess everybody has been robbed. Not, not by gun, not even by a knife. I mean, it was not violent at all. Um, okay, it's that. that's all I had. Experiences make who you are. So being mm-hmm. robbed, something like that should never put you off. You might have an experience, but, you know, that is part of life. Um, you could get yeah. robbed in your own country, you know. I had money stolen from my bag when I went to, places like china you know i had my card mm-hmm. swiped when i went to south america you know i i i, I, I it happened so i i was in it was one of the south american countries so i was in colombia brazil argentina i'm not mm-hmm. too sure where it was but they obviously they must have swiped it somehow so but they didn't what happened was yes. they, they sold the card details to somewhere in florida and i was doing a long journey and i flew to oh, dubai i see and I flew to Dubai, and then I get a message on my mm. phone saying three hundred dollars been withdrawn from your from your account. I was like three hundred dollars withdrawn what? from my account, but you can't let that get to you because travel is all about the, the life experience. And, and you mentioning you document all your stuff. So you know, my my <laughs> job, my you know, my idea is to document and show people that this is it. Might this these sort of things happen? So South America, you know. Mm-hmm. The, People say it's very dangerous, but for me, I, I found it very, you know, but you got to be, I found it safe, but you have to be smart when you travel. Yes, exactly. So you don't turn exactly. into, like when I was in Rio, you don't turn into corners where you think it's dark, it's late. You just don't mm-hmm. do it. You, you stay on the main road and stuff. So it's about smart way of traveling, which I think, again, is the fear of people, you know, oh my God, I can't because this is what's going to happen, but it's it's mm-hmm. just making sure that when you travel, you travel smartly. Yes, exactly. If you apply some common sense, I mean, do whatever you would do in your own country. I guess if you see a a dark uh, street uh, which looks very dodgy, I guess you would be careful all around the world, right? Okay, of course, there are countries that are safer than others. But okay, Europe is not actually absolutely safe. Can I ask you about how you go about funding your travels? So have you had any attention from the media? You said you document all your stuff. Are you working remotely? As a Greek, uh, okay, Greece is not a rich country. And uh, for a Greek, it's quite hard to travel around the world. But uh, actually, to put it in a very simple way, my secret was not that I had a lot of money. My secret was that I was spending very little money. I tried to minimize uh, my expenses. I thought, okay, what do I need? I need food for me to survive and fuel for my motorbike. Other than that, I, I will spend very little. So I, I didn't spend much in accommodation. I tried to wild camp when I was in a remote place. And actually, wild camping is what I love most. And when I was in an inhabited place, where in a city or a town where I couldn't camp, 
Then um, I was using uh, Couchsurfing, if you know, uh, a hospitality exchange system. And then people were hosting me for free and I was hosting other people back in my country uh, in exchange. So, yeah, accommodation is the biggest expense, but I cut this off. Uh, and then actually in Asia, which, okay, it's cheap anyway, I tried to, I, I achieved to survive and travel on 354 euros per month, um, which is actually, okay, even in Greece, you cannot uh, survive at your own home with this kind of money. <laughs> and I was traveling all around Asia with uh, 354 euros. That was the most important. Uh, on top of that, uh, as you said, I was working while I was on the road. Um, when I was in Asia, I, I used to write articles in the most popular Greek motorcycling magazine. Uh, I was writing about my trip and uh, later the economic crisis uh, came. Uh, Greece was hit very hard, of course. All the magazines were bankrupt, or most of them. And uh, when I was later, when I traveled to Africa, uh, I couldn't do that anymore. So I stopped in uh, DR Congo and I worked in a restaurant for a couple of months. Very sensible uh, for you to be creative and write and then make money from that, that is, and live off a very limited amount because you, you'd be very surprised when you can live off very bare minimum you know you can you know I, mm -hmm. i've done it myself you know sometimes where you yeah. can like for us it would be like 20p you can buy a packet of noodles for 20p and you can survive yeah. you can you can have your you can have that as your lunch you know instead of spending five euros 20 20 cents or 20p you, exactly. it, can, it, it can be done but it obviously it is it can be a bit of a grind but you have to commit to it because you know your end result is going to be greater. Some of the journeys specifically, wow, you know, it's unbelievable. Any specific memorable ones that you've had? The hospitality I experienced from people, and especially in Asia, uh, well, people who have traveled the whole world, most of them agree that uh, Iranians are the most hospitable people. Why would you say that? Is it because of how they you know how welcome they were i was astonished by the people i mean the people are amazing because why i say that because uh, okay i was stopping somewhere on my motorbike and uh, people were literally coming around me and uh, they they were fighting for uh, hosting me i mean i was not asking anything i i just stopped somewhere and so many times People were inviting me for a tea or for a meal, staying with them for a couple of days because uh, they didn't want me to go in the end. And uh, they are they wanted me to meet their family and meet their friends. And I was feeling like I have friends everywhere. I mean, they, it's such a warm uh, feeling. This is it, you see. The, the people make 
a place amazing mm-hmm. and this is this is this this is what i try and show people i was lucky enough to travel to turkey last year and they went the mm-hmm. people made it absolutely amazing you know it was a beautiful country anyway but mm-hmm. the people made the made my time there exceptional and this is this is what travel is all about exactly. you see it's connecting mm-hmm. with people that you may not be able to speak with them on in the same language but you yes. do you somehow do recognition wise have you been recognized by your country have you been recognized by people around the world well i i like to keep it uh, in a, to keep a low profile uh, so okay i'm not uh, breaking any records or anything uh, i have a website i write uh, books about my trips and okay i can say that a lot of motorcyclists especially in greece know about my travels but okay i wouldn't say that i am recognizable all around the world or anything mostly in greece i know you said you've written books and stuff and by the way where where can you buy your books is it on your website is it mainly but in terms Mm of one is it because you want to do this on a low profile and then say right i've done this this is my journey here's 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 here it is you know is is there a reason why you don't want people to know it's not that i don't want people to know about me or my trips i don't mind at all the problem is that i don't want to spend my life uh <laughs> rushing and really struggling to find sponsors and put the word out that's what i don't enjoy and i don't enjoy to to do the marketing, let's say. And uh, okay, of course I've done it and I, I had some supporters, I would say, not sponsors. I mean, nobody gave me money, but there were a few companies that gave me uh, products or their services. They offered them for free to me or they offered them to in a big discount. Um, so, okay, it's not that I don't want to be known it's that i know that it takes a lot really a lot of effort to to attract sponsors and uh, get a lot of followers on social media because nowadays that's really important and uh, this is not really my style i i don't like spending too much time on internet and social media and uh and publish every day my life. <laughs> this is a unique thing. Not many people I know, you know, travel around the world on a motorcycle. I know one guy I had on my show, he's been cycling around the world. I had him on my show. He's an Argentinian and he's doing amazing. And, you know, but to, to do what you're doing and do it on a low profile, I admire that actually because sometimes I think people <laughs> no no seriously sometimes social media can be fantastic you know social media for me has been fantastic mm-hmm. but you know this is like an old school way of doing it you know if you mm-hmm. want to read about my journey pick up my book you know this is this is how you can do it you see so I I respect that and I know you said you don't like the marketing side of things but I I hope you know just just listen to you if someone does listen to this you know don't mistake me i have a website it's actually madnomad.gr for greece uh it is in english too uh, i publish documentaries about each country i visit 
Uh, I am on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Insta- Instagram, YouTube. Uh, so it's not that I do it old school, despite I should say that I love old school. But okay, I am on internet. I just don't spend uh, hours every day on internet. So I don't spend so much time to get followers and uh, I don't market myself. I don't spend so much time marketing myself. But I am on internet. You can find photos, uh, articles, uh, videos and everything about my trips. What would be your next chapter? What's your next journey? What have you got planned, aspiration? Mm-hmm. We were planning uh, together with Angeliki Duka. Uh, we were my girlfriend. Uh, we were planning to travel the American continent, uh, and actually, this time we're, we were planning something even greater, because uh, I would uh, ride uh, the same motorbike I was always riding on my travels, uh, but Angeliki. Uh, will come in a 4x4 camber van. So actually, Angeliki uh, doesn't ride motorcycles. So she will drive the van. I will ride the motorcycle. And then uh, we we want to do something that, I don't know if it has been done before, we call it uh, action traveling. And... Uh, Actually, it's, it incorporates a lot of activities in our travels. Uh, you see, we love uh, spending time in nature, so we want to explore the nature from air, water, and land. Uh, that's why we want to paraglide. I am a paraglider, actually. Uh, so I want to paraglide during my trips, uh, we want to kayak in the rivers. We do that with Angeliki. My job is on sailboats, so I want to do also that during uh, the trip to save some money and also to explore the places, uh, coastal places, by sailboats. And um, trekking also. Trekking is uh, something that we love doing for days in a row. Enduro motorcycling, of course, which is my favorite uh, uh, hobby, let's say. And then uh, we want to try even horse riding. Uh, We've done a bit of that and we both love it. So we will include these six activities in our uh, adventure. Those are all fantastic, by the way. And actually, the question I was going to ask you was, and you've just answered that really. So you do have a girlfriend. Because uh, I was going to say to you, when you're on the road quite a lot and staying in different places, different countries and stuff, in terms of you know partners, girlfriends, you know, how did you guys meet? Yeah, partners. When you travel for so long, that's yeah, that's a difficult topic. Uh, happily, uh, I met Angeliki when. Uh, Actually, when I was working uh, on sailboats, she was uh, my client initially. <laughs> uh, that's how I met her. And uh, then we we decided to keep traveling together since then. <laughs> you seem to have hobbies as well at the same time. So mm-hmm. horse racing, you know, horse riding and stuff. So, you know, it's good that you've got a bit of a balance to your to your life as well. It's not just motorcycling into different countries around the world. Until recently, I should say, 
I didn't have so many hobbies because, uh, okay, I was younger and uh, I didn't have enough money. So I was focusing all of my funds and all of my energy to traveling by motorcycle. Uh, but I had other dreams. I mean, all these dreams are coming from back then. I remember it was uh, in Nepal, actually, when I tried paragliding for first time. I was 23 years old back then. And I said to myself, wow, one day I want to learn how to do that. <laughs> and uh, 10 years later, when I had the funds and the time and everything was right, I went to a school, I learned uh, how to paraglide, and now I do it and I love it. Is there anything else that you want to accomplish before you know you give this up? Because I assume that there's going to be a time period, there's going to be a time where you said, you know, you don't want to do this, uh, or is it in your mind you want to do this as long as possible until your legs fall off? Well, I, I don't plan for the future or for the late future. Uh, so I go as I feel. I just follow my heart. But, uh, well, probably I will keep traveling for many years. And uh, if I don't travel, I mean, that's what I do even uh, now. When I don't travel, then uh, I... Uh, I find a refugee, let's say, in a mountain, uh, in a remote uh, village, and uh, I spent the winter there. That's what I do the last years here in Greece. Uh, I, spend, I spend the summer working on sailboats, continuously, 24-7, non-stop. And then I spend the winter uh, in a remote mountainous village of Greece, which is lovely, actually, much better than the Alps, actually, because it's more pure. Uh, and I'm talking about villages where 20 people live. <laughs> and then I can start uh, skiing just straight out of my house. I do uh, also uh, ski touring or backcountry ski, they call it in some countries, which means I also... Uh, ski uphill so literally I was starting skiing out of my house here in Greece on the mountains and uh, I could enjoy all those hobbies that I love in the nature there's going to be a time as a city you're going to want to maybe not ride a motorcycle uh, on these jet. you might want to do it maybe a traditional way but it sounds like you've already got that planned out as well so it'll be interesting to see uh, listen Elias I want to thank you for coming on I really appreciate your time <laughs> thank you and enjoy your travel take care you can follow my guests on all of their social media platforms the details are in the description that's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.